Hey everyone, this is Austin Schur here with We Write About Music, and today I'm speaking with Secondhand Mojo. They have just released a fantastic new track. It is called Kiss My Baby Goodnight, and I am very excited to talk to them all about it. Guys, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your days to be here. How are you? What's going on? We're doing great. Thanks, Austin. I appreciate you. Appreciate Thanks you. For <laughs> Thanks for having us. So happy to be here, and I'm doing great. So, so. Nice. Well, like I said, uh, before we started recording, the song is awesome. And truly, like, I probably listened to it five or six times at this point, and I really enjoy it. And before I get into it, I just want to make the recommendation for everyone who's going to listen to put a nice pair of headphones on when you listen to this thing, because there's so much going on instrumentally, and I wouldn't mm -hmm. want you to miss out on anything. But well, with that nice. being said, um, let's kick it off with what this song is about, what inspired it, and uh, yeah, I want to hear all about it. The, the the song itself started out uh, during the rehearsal right behind me here. Oh. Um, you know, like we kind of straggle in and get our stuff. Usually it's Mark and I are first, and then uh, Mark will get set up and, you know, get it, go about our ways. Uh, Scott and I were just messing around, really, to be honest with you, with the, the opening riff the for drummer. the guitar. Sure. Yep, Scott's the drummer. Yep. Um, and so we're just kind of messing around. And like a lot of the stuff happens nowadays is that as guys come in, we kind of start jamming together. Uh, one of the cool things about this band is that really, to be honest, you can throw anything out there. And at a certain point, the other guys will just start to pick up and off and go and see where it goes. Nice. Um, when Chuck showed up and, and, and James was there uh, jamming with us. Uh, and then when Chuck showed up, he started phonetically working out, uh, you know, kiss my baby goodnight. And, or he's actually kiss my baby tonight. The, the, the name kiss okay, my baby. Got a good... nice little switch. <laughs> yep. So, so the, the, <laughs> that's another funny story. The, the, the name is actually, a typo on my part because I thought I misheard a conversation when we registered it, right? Sure. So, and, and and in my defense, Mark does say good night at the end of the <laughs> the show when we play it. The live we, show, we 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 have a set with it. So right in that one little spot that's empty, I go good night. So he that was the song, "Kiss My Baby Good Night," and then it yeah. ties everything together. It just kind of works. It does. It's just good fun. It's just good fun rock and roll. The the cool part too is uh the the, the uh, organ part of the beginning uh, uh, you messed around almost immediately as we started to work it up sure. literally this whole thing came together 10 minutes Are you would you say yeah. roughly Other the rough the shape lyrics. yeah the yeah, lyrics took shape. a while because chuck is the chuck and, and Vern write the majority of the lyrics uh, chuck probably more than Vern because he's got to sing them so he does the lyrics so the lyrics didn't come along for a little while but the music itself just kind of fell into place okay. i had this elp boston type organ lick that just fit yeah. with what Vern was doing with with his you know guitar ZZ Top type stuff and Scotty the uh, drummer is is kind of a an eighties metal journey type drummer so the whole thing okay. just went together and then the middle lick in the in the song it just was very Zeppelin you know I think that was might totally. have been James it, it was, yeah, James had the bass riff and mm -hmm. then uh, um, yeah. And, and then uh, during the process, we're talking, I'm like, that's got to be Zeppelin-y. So we kind of gave Scott some ideas of what we'd like to do and, you know, bottomy, you know, kind of thing yeah, in there. Halftime stuff. So we just threw all these ideas into the song and it just, it just worked, which is pretty now, cool. I, I'm so happy you brought that up because like, and I have it in my notes here, all these different inspirations and influences that come together right at the beginning, like within 15 seconds, the listener is just thrown into the song in the deep end like you don't give them a second to breathe which in my opinion is like the best thing that you can do for grabbing attention 
when no one has attention spans these days. Exactly. There's a fly in here. Right, for real. <laughs> and uh and the and the Boston influence comes through right at the beginning. But then as it happens and it shapeshifts and the song opens up like it's like you're at the end of a tunnel and then you come in and just and everything begins. It's such a nice like refresher, I guess. Yeah, really and cool. uh oh, that's, that's yeah. Where I'm going with this ego pumping rant is basically like um, you've got you've got all these these influences and there's different styles and genres. How are you advertising this? Like, how are you explaining to people this is the type of music we? Have? And there's no so, right answers, and there's yeah, and you can expand how you like. So this has been a constant conversation since we started because we're kind of hard to, to to put in a single box. Sure. Right. Um, the, the the first recordings we did it was a little bit swampier bluesier so we kind of started you know swampy bluesy you know chicken fried you know classic rock it was okay. kind of the idea right sure uh, um this stuff is is developed differently this is a lot more this stuff came organically a lot of it to the band and so it, it changes you know as we, as we progress and whatnot and so we i like midwest classic rock the problem is that's confusing for a lot of folks right because sure. it, it's new music Right, you know, so we kind of, you know, we say it's new, new Midwest classic rock, you know, with a party vibe is kind of the type of thing. I mean, yeah, that kind of checks all the boxes there, truly. <laughs> it, really, it does. Yeah, the word classic rock, you immediately think, oh, these guys are from the 80s. Well, we might have lived through the 80s, but the songs are, are current. Right. I've only been with, uh, I've been with Mojo for five years now, which amazes me once I look at it. I didn't, I didn't realize that much time has gone through since I first started jamming. Sure. I just... I was playing in another band with Vern and he mentioned Mojo and just said they were looking for a keyboard player. And I looked around, I said, I think I might know one. I can come by. <laughs> sure. I went over there and I haven't left yet. <laughs> so there you go. Like, they dragged you in. I love that. Um, I, yeah. And when I hear classic rock nowadays, like it definitely has a connotation of what to expect. But I think a lot of music that's being made nowadays is trying to pull on the classic nostalgic vibes because mm -hmm. that's what, that's what a lot of music is doing now. And what you've done here is you've obviously taken that, but you've brought a ton of modern elements to it. It's a song that easily could have been released 40 years ago or today, and you kind of capture a similar audience. Don't know if that's what you were going for, but I think it kind of worked out in your favor, I would say. I don't know that we approach it with any kind of audience in, in mind one way or another. So, I mean, we, we all of us guys write songs and all of us have been doing it for a while. And yeah. so... Um, what's funny to me is I, I always have that same thing. Like, geez, I'm always amazed that when when somebody goes, "Oh, I really like that," and I'm like, "Oh, well, well that's cool, right?" You know, but I'm always surprised, right? You know, because I don't know that we ever set out to do it a certain way or whatnot. And like I say, it's mostly just happy coincidence. Part okay. of it is finding the right guys. Part of it is you know we all have similar but dissimilar tastes and backgrounds as well. Sure. You know, you know we're not terribly far apart in age, any of us, right? And uh, um, and influences and, and that type of stuff so it's it really helps that's that's the cool part about being in a band though right you know is totally you know the, the the changes that happen because of that so but yeah i don't know that we've ever gone out and tried to figure out a demographic or whatnot. I, yeah tried to pinpoint yeah. who, who we're trying to talk to what's interesting for me working with secondhand mojo is uh, Vern writes in a, a very different style than what i've done almost all my whole life with uh, my other projects but what it made me do is revisit my Hammond organ roots 
Sure. And it's more rock piano because I a lot of my material is more progressive and big productions and even Broadway style of rock. And then playing with Vern and the guys in Mojo, I kind of scaled back the amount of different sounds that I use, okay. but it actually advanced my playing techniques. I actually started looking into more people online that were basically Hammond organ players, like sure. Lacey Dolly and uh and I watched how they played and I realized I didn't, I could play those things, but I didn't use those chops. So in the five years since I've been involved with Mojo, I have to say that my playing technique has changed, but it's advanced. And now I'm able to use some of the things that I've developed playing with Vern mm -hmm. on my other projects too. So I feel much, uh, much more a well-rounded player now than I was five years ago. And I thought I was pretty good five years ago, but you know, now of I'm course. doing, yeah, not bad. But you're always learning. You're always adjusting and trying new things. And I really think at the end of the day, and, I, and I'm happy that you brought this up, it's like you're not trying to please a certain type of person. You're spending the time and energy to make the music that you want to make, the music that you'd probably want to listen to in the car. And if people happen to like that, then great. But if not, like you're going to find your audience no matter what. I really enjoy that. I think that's the only way you can stay happy in this business. If, you, if you're that's in this true. business to... I don't know, to, to, to become famous, I guess, or, you no, know, it's, no, I agree. It's ma manufactured music. Yeah, and, that, you know, yeah. I don't think you'll ever be happy because you can't chase a musical fad. You'll never catch up because it's always ahead of you. But if <laughs> sure. you're just being you playing yeah. what, like you said, what, what you want to do and who you want to be, you'll find the people that respond to your music and the ones that don't, you just say, that's all right. There's plenty of stuff out there, but the ones that do respond to you, all of a sudden you've got a, a connection with somebody that you didn't have before this song came out. Absolutely. And having so many members who have different, you know, preferences of music, if you all listen to the same exact music, you would never grow and experiment and try new things. You'd just be making the same song over and over and over again, which is kind of boring. So maybe, <laughs> maybe a good thing that, uh, you know, you have all this knowledge. Well, this next EP so. has quite a uh, range. It's, it's, it's very diverse, especially considering our first recording. Okay, so yeah. I didn't I didn't want to bring that up, but maybe we can talk about it just a little bit. And you don't even sure. need to talk about the specifics in terms of sound and experimentation and exploring new avenues. What can people expect in a way? Um, <laughs> there's some there's some different styles in it. There's a um, okay. one song that's kind of like I, I consider it like a early '60s R&B kind of vibe. Sure. Like Motown, right. almost yeah. Motown. Yep. And then um, there, there's uh, uh, the one that's coming up, our next single that's coming up, right, is got a, a, a different style of keyboard intro than some of the other stuff we would do. And and I don't know how I would describe that one. It's got a little bit of Beach Boys in it. It's got a, just a hint of uh, proggy stuff. There's a little bit of kind of bluesy stuff in there. There's there's a The next one has a whole bunch of stuff in it as well. Okay. A little Beatles-esque. Yeah. Yep. You know, yep, there's Beatles stuff. Yeah, but nice. we've tried a variety of different things and we just keep coming up with these ideas that the different members uh, present to, to the band and we find ones that work and we, we're we pretty good at throwing out the ones that don't do anything for us. <laughs> yeah. for a while you know what, hey. yeah, that's terrible. It's, it's tough to anything. be honest with yourself sometimes. <laughs> well, and, and especially if it's somebody else's idea or even hearing yeah, it if it's yeah. your idea, right? So, you know that's a difficult part of the learning process when you start a band is, you know, how far can you be honest or what type of honesty can you deal with or whatnot? Yeah. And I don't know that there's, I can't say there's ever been any ugliness around the songwriting stuff, 
Sure. Um, it, it, what's the hard part in a lot of ways going on, picking which ones actually go forward on the recording or which ones do we play live or which ones are we going to include? Because, you know, when we first started out, we had, you know, here's this hand full of songs that are just the songs, right? And as you continue to progress and write, which we do on a regular basis, right? Uh, by accident, a lot of times we write, you know, which is great. Sure. But uh, um, you want to build that catalog up. The idea was to build that catalog up. So you would have to make hard decisions, right? Because if it's easy yeah. decisions, you're not you're not writing enough good songs. I fully you know? agree. I also mm -hmm. think that you have to keep in mind of like, if you're going to create a record, no matter if it's an EP or a full length, to keep things cohesive in a way, and it has to flow a certain way and you can't have too many outliers without it being like, oh, well, this is supposed to be the single. And then everything yeah. else is just- Everything okay. else is a B side. You got one and, A yeah. side, you got five B sides. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's true. And you know, I- the average music listener might not realize it, but you know, you kind of, you got to give them credit and they might know. So it's the, it's the Glenn Johns thing. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. So, which, which is funny. Cause I, I was just having this conversation with a different person, not music, uh, uh, industry people. Um, one of the things that we benefit from growing up when we did is that we were at the tail end of when everything was singles. And then sure. we came through, the, the thematic and concept albums to where it's now back to singles again. Right. Um, right. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. One of the things that I dug back in those days, and this is where I'm going to do the thing where I end up going, now get off my lawn when we're done with this, you know, the old guy stuff, <laughs> sure. is, is that, is that uh, when I was a kid, I, I, you waited for the albums to come out. You knew they were coming, right? So you could hold that thing on the cover art and you could listen to it. And it was designed to listen from end to end. And I'm a huge Pink Floyd guy. I'm a big, you know, you know, uh, 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 I'm a big Frank Zappa guy, same kind of thing, right? In a lot of cases. So totally. uh, uh, the Doors, the Moody Blue, all that fun stuff. They all kind of had a had a running theme through that stuff. And obviously Zeppelin, right? You know, you know, uh, uh, had a similar process, but that was the whole experience. And that's something that I like. So I I, I absolutely love it when, you know, you listen to, to this and that and, and it's related. It doesn't have to be note for note completely. It would be great to do a concept album sometime where it's actually like that. It's more like a an orchestral piece, but Geez, totally. I, that sure seems like an awful lot of work because, you yeah. know, with, with the mixing and the craziness and whatnot. Um, I'm a big Rush fan, too, which that 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 was our whole career was that way, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah. No, I fully agree. And listen, maybe it's something you can work on in the future, keep it in the back burner. But I understand that it's like, yeah, you only have so much time in the day to make it well, work. And also, you there's only so many avenues to release a project like that, sure. you know. It, terrestrial radio won't take it so yeah. you have to hope that something on what i heard or you know of course you could release it on spotify but getting sure. found on spotify is like a pebble in the ocean sure so that's a tough that's a tough sell is to try you could have all these grandiose uh, themes and ideas in your head but just sure. spend the time and money and energy and put it together and then not know what to do with it that's that's frustrating for a lot of modern artists back when i first started out there was only so many places available and that's where your music went now it's it's an ocean it's a world that can stream anything at any time and so trying to raise your voice above that you know cacophony is tough and that would be the tough part about a concept album I you know, totally I'm an Alan Parsons fan, and I love sure. their yeah. production. You know, I would love to have him involved with the music that we make and get an ear like that to take our music from the level we're doing it with and see if it can be upped another step or two. But, you know, will that ever work? Who knows? 
but we're not going to stop. No, no, of course not. And again, it goes back to you got to do what makes you happy and keep creating. And, you know, you've got everything behind you so you can make it work. There you go. Yeah. If you need exactly. give me a call. Um, I want to get into more of your live shows. I know that you've been playing a lot, getting out there and obviously staying very busy. What does it look like? Is it all originals? Do you have any covers? Like, what does a set list look like? So if we're headlining, right, uh, it depends on the length of the show, too. That's the other thing, too. Like, this one coming up, the one we just did was a two-hour show. That's a that's a Ooh, long show. A hell of a show. Damn. Yeah, yeah. We're Seriously. about to do another two-hour show on Saturday. Wow. And, that, and so that one has a couple of covers in it. Um, and part of it is is that, like, the show we're getting ready to do, we, we could get away with playing just our stuff and, and be, that would be a little bit shorter than two hours. But. Yeah, uh, we've done well down in Toledo and stuff. This this okay. particular place, people turn out. It's it's kind of central to everybody where we can get people there. Um, some of the other places where they don't know us, covers are kind of helpful here and there. We're not a cover band. We do what is it, five covers total? I think we have in yes. our repertoire. Yeah, you know, and usually we don't do all five in the same show, right? So oh, yeah, yeah, no. so, yeah. I, I figured. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if if you come see us, you're going to hear everything that's recorded, right? And the stuff that's coming out and the stuff that isn't, right? That's, that's been released previously and a bunch of stuff that we've actually, that have been a staple of the live show that really got eliminated from this project, this recording project, because the new stuff that we wrote together, we were super excited about and it flowed really nicely and it was fun yeah. to play and some of the other stuff we've been playing forever, right? Um, so they're just nice show fillers, but it fits with the theme of what we do. I understand. Um, but you saw the video, right? That essentially is a is a pretty good representation of what we're like live. Chuck's, you know, the ball of energy. Sure. The only difference is, and I mentioned this in the last interview we did, said, uh, if you come see us, you got to see it just to, to believe it. Uh, Chuck is all over the place. Q is a show unto himself, right? Uh, um, you just got to see it to play. He plays underneath the keyboard behind his back. And, awesome. you know, it was disorienting when it first happened because we we played together with David Winans. And you really didn't do that because we played on some really small stages with Winans, right? Sure. You know, at the time. So there wasn't room to do that. But the first time we played in, uh, um, what was it? Was it the Ottawa, Ottawa Club or is that that one when we played with the Ottawa, Live Bullet? Yeah. 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 So, anyway, so uh, next I look over and I used to stand on that side of the stage. I look over and all of a sudden he's gone, but there's still noise. And I'm like, where'd he go? You know? <laughs> So they hadn't, but, uh, they hadn't seen my live show like that. And it, I get a little excited yeah. and um, I enjoy playing a lot. Of you course. Know, I, like, I like going underneath. I, uh, you know, I've, I spent my life doing back bands and doing all this fun stuff. I've slowed down a little bit now because I've uh, an issue with one of my knees, but sure. that's not from playing. It's from a different thing. And so that's slowly getting back up. But in the meantime, that doesn't stop me. My wife says, how come you're still doing all that stuff? Well, you know, your knees hurt. I said, well, it doesn't hurt when I'm playing. Exactly. The, the adrenaline, the adrenaline <laughs> limp over. off. Exactly. While I'm playing, it works. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm happy to hear because the energy of your music, I, I just can't imagine a live show of yours that wasn't like off the rails, pure energy, adrenaline. Like I would almost be upset to know if you're like, yeah, we just get up there and it's a uh, pretty chill. No. Falls <laughs> to, to the wall music. For two hours that's what i that's well, and the reason that you put on that kind of a show is because people don't really know who we are yet sure you know, the, some yeah of you're, place, made, you're always playing to someone new so you just yep. you don't ever go at a show and think well I, i'm just going to relax every show is just oh. like this is the most important show we've done right yes. now and mm -hmm. so it comes across opportunity. Like, you know, we don't put pull any punches and 
you never we walk away dripping wet you know and that's kind of what yeah. you know you walk off stage going oh my gosh <laughs> hey i need a water yes so, please um i uh i have a couple more for you i want to know what does the rest of this year look like in terms of potential releases more shows or just anything that you're looking forward to humble pie yeah so we have a uh, this show saturday um and then the next bigger show for us is uh in september with humble pie nice yeah and then um november we have back-to-back shows which are good too we have uh orianti and brother kane cool right well on one night and then yeah. we play at howard's club uh, uh do you know what howard's club in bowling green have you ever heard of that place i do not it is uh, one of the oldest bars live venue music venues in the in in that part of ohio right wow um and it's right by bowling green university but um releases we're, we're gonna i was just we were just talking about this yesterday we're probably gonna set uh set the next single out uh end of september beginning of october cool right we're uh gonna go actually shoot another video nice. right we're trying to work out the dates at the beginning of september um that was just a lot of fun and in all honesty i i, I think uh we have a lot of fun when we play live or you know and um you know, when you're rehearsing or writing and stuff like that, that's a different kind of fun and it, it has a different vibe to it necessarily, right? Because you're trying to do something specific. But that was us just getting to be goofy and have fun and kind of try and represent the music a little yeah. bit. And and uh, man, we worked our butt off and that was really hot that day too, uh, in the studio even, right? And uh, I just walked away from it going, man, that was just a lot of fun to do, right? Yeah, so th- this next one, we're going to try and outdo that and see what we do. And there'll be some surprises and that craziness and you know, so so it should be pretty cool. And then I think uh, we're gonna after that um, one goes. I think we'll release the the third single off the EP awesome. sometime in December, right? And then probably release the EP at the beginning of the year, depending on that. I don't know if we want to release the EP by itself, or you know, or if it's just going to be singles all the way along. Really, in all honesty, that the response will will dictate what we do next. That's okay. Now, honestly, you have to kind of keep it loose in that realm mm-hmm. and go by what you think is best at the time. Can't plan too much. Very cool. Well, there's, a, there's a lot, and there's a lot to to releasing too. You just oh, you yeah. don't want to overwhelm the public with who you are, but you want to keep their interest up for sure. So right. hopefully, that with, fine with line. release, yeah, there'll there'll be more and more people. the The video on um, "Kiss My Baby" in a course of four or five days had an, what over forty thousand views. I mean, yeah. we just went, huh? And that wasn't yeah. just me watching it over and over and over. That was somebody else, you know. <laughs> yeah, a lot I, of I, I, right there. Yeah, it's it, it's four <laughs> weeks, and I think it's sixty five thousand, amazing, seven thousand, something like that. And I don't want to say we're a nobody, but you know, we nobody really knows who we are outside of our small circle of friends. And it, it's, we it's were tough very to catch your eyes. Humbled about it's tough. That. It's 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 an enlightening thing. Well, you know, Gina, right? You know, has been helping yeah. us. So she she. Uh, uh, the funny story about that is, is we met her through the Van Gogos. We played with them and okay. a guy I went to uh, junior high with. Nice, okay. <laughs> right? you know, he put the show together and we ended up on the bill with those guys and we hit it off. And, you know, they have a unique approach to it and they were doing really well. And so we kind of asked questions and uh, uh, Jason, the, the lead guitarist and kind of their, their leader. Yeah, was I interviewed kinda, him. Great guy, right? So yeah, that's yeah. him too. Those guys were a riot. They were super nice guys too. Yeah. Like I said, we've had a string of the ones where you just go, wow, this has been an amazing bunch of people. Totally. They were, a brother came was that way. They were super friendly. Um, 
but but these guys came right on the heels of that and we all kind of hit it off and so we asked a bunch of questions and they were free and open about it because they're a diy band as well right right and so that's how we kind of all hooked up there but it's she's helped organize it because the last one was kind of the, the last recording was kind of just a by the seat of our pants a little bit, right? You know, because the music of business <laughs> had changed since the last time we did this. So exactly. And um yeah, well, we, we had it, the one release, we had the one single that came out right smack as the pandemic hit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we released time, yeah, well actually that was the EP key. We released the EP yeah. key oh, on gosh. on the 20th of January 2020 and on the 24th the entire planet shut down. Yeah oh, and yeah. we just went well so I guess we're not touring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could go over to each other's house, play outside while the other people yeah. from the windows. Yeah, do the live streams and all the yeah. all the other stuff. Yeah, oh, that's you know, we kept busy. You know, we just kept doing what we were doing. We didn't stop. It was just yeah. anywhere to play. Yeah. Well, thank God for messenger and stuff and, and uh, texting. You know, what I mean, because you were sending yeah. stuff back and forth. Exactly. And, yeah, I will tell you this: what was really surprising to me about that queue is when we got together after everybody could kind of get back together. It was so cathartic to get a chance to just play together again. Oh, yeah. But what was really surprising is we were way tighter than I thought we were going to be after not playing together That's for that nice. long. Yeah, so it was very, very cool. I, I, I still get a kick out of that. It's so. a group of professional musicians. Exactly. I mean, we're, we're all individuals and all have our own likes and, and paths that we follow. Yeah. But it's they're all professional. They're all good men in this band. That's what... That's what keeps it going. There are no prima donnas, you know, that's, it's just everybody is pretty yeah. straightforward about what we're doing. And, you know, it, we don't agree on everything, but we don't disagree to a point where you walk out the door. So right. that's cool. And yeah. that's hard to do. Yeah. Know, that's hard to find a group of men that are that open to each other and to, to be respectful of each other. So it's, it's cool. It's been a very cool experience for me. I'm glad you found each other and you're still continuing to release. Um, my uh, my, my I, I, I don't bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is my bowling team, right? You know what I mean? Right. So pretty much. What else would I be doing? I'd rather spend my much free time better than bowling. Much better. Yeah, well, and you want to spend it with people you enjoy being around too. That's exactly. too. That's you know. So that's that's still going. In five agree. years now, is it cute? Honestly, I have five, dude. I saw I saw some Facebook memories. Awesome. Isn't that crazy? Five years ago, I go what? <laughs> it's, just it's just amazing i mean but time just keeps going faster and faster that's what I it know. is well you gotta if enjoy it was, it while it's going and if it was a chore then it would have been done by now and it's oh not, yeah exactly yeah. um my my last question for both of you is it's basically for the person that is going to discover you from this what is an opening message you'd like to say to them before they listen to your music for the first time well, that's a great question. That's a really good question. I'll let you go first, Q, about that. I would just say, uh, be prepared to be entertained. I just think you'll find something in our music that you will relate to and be comfortable with. That's one thing about secondhand mojo songs. Because of our influences and our history of playing, you'll hear the influences of hopefully music that you already like. And you'll find a song that goes, oh, I love that song. Oh, wait, I thought it was a different song. No, it's a mojo song. And you'll go, you know what? I like this song because it reminds me of something that was pleasurable in your life. So I think just just be be ready to be entertained musically. I, I would say something similar. It's funny because when people ask this question, my standard go-to is like, 
Well, if you or your parents ever listened to rock and roll from like the 60s to, to, to now, right? We're going to sound vaguely familiar, right? And so there's sure. something in there for you. Um, that, you know, it, it's all inspired by, by the classic hits we grew up around, right? And so, and everybody's sort of there in commercials or this. So it's not like we're, we're preaching new stuff to you, right? It's just we're kind of reminding you, hey, this is where we come from. Sure. That's where secondhand mojo comes from. The idea behind it is nobody's really inventing new classic rock, right? You know, but, or the blues or R&B, that stuff's been done. We're just taking- Firsthand mojo broke up in the 70s. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> secondhand mojo back so you can Bye, remember boy. how cool yeah. it was. Yeah. When, when you see third-hand mojo come out, they're going to be a tribute oh, band exactly. for second-hand mojo, right? Yeah, so that's a, that'll be the tribute band for us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but but that's the idea. It's I, really, in all honesty, because we're all inspired by that. And you and you mentioned it right off the bat. It kind of drips out of us a little bit. You, you can't help but get an idea where we come from. So Totally. Mm -hmm. I think those are two great answers and, uh, and a perfect wrapping up point. I I want to thank both of you so much for taking the time. And I also want to let everyone who's listening or watching to know that we're going to have the links in our articles that you can listen and share and follow along and obviously stay up to date because there's so much more on the way, whether it be new music or shows, just like stay in touch. I, 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 love this. I hope I've made myself very clear that I love this music. I can't well, thank you. keep following along. And I just want to thank you both so much for taking the time. Really. Thanks, Austin. Thank it you. means a lot. It means a lot. Thank you. A ton. Can I ask you one question? I've started doing this in all these interviews now and I get sure. a kick out of it. Let's go. So one of the things we get all the time, and it's fun to me, is the different things people say we who we sound like. And and it's so wide ranged, it's amazing. I've actually started writing yeah. these down. No, my yeah, my so first instantly within 10 seconds, I thought Boston. And then um I I even got a little yes from the progressive side of it. I would say Boston and yes. That's awesome. Well, sure I appreciate it, man. That. Uh, actually, that's that's one of the probably more normalized ones. The, I told the other guy too last time. I said uh, uh, the last one we heard, the weirdest one I think we've heard so far is Huey Lewis and the News and Motley Crue. I don't hear that, but you know what? <laughs> we all interpret music differently. That's the beauty, though, right? That's that's exactly. that's the reason it's country. But I'm yeah. always interested to see what people think, right? You I, know? Re I fully respect that answer, though. Yeah, nice. yeah I do too. Awesome. All right. Thank you both so hey, much. Thank you very much. Have an amazing rest of your day. Let's talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks right, Austin. Bye -bye. Take care.